as regards generals, do we want to do we want to um, unbutton it? Excuse me. Do, do we want do we want to unbutton it? <laughs> general. I mean, just as regards general, do we do we want to unbutton it? I don't know if it could be any simpler than this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, do we want to do it? Do I mean, do we want to? Grab, I know what you're saying. Yeah, we can unbutton. Yeah, let's 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 let's, 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 let's wrap well, it. Let's take the cap Come on. off. Let's get as hostile as possible here. This is episode number 118 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. We are coming at you raw. I guess this unbuttoned. is this this is about as unbuttoned. <laughs> we are, we're, we're, we're extremely unbuttoned. <laughs> Extreme. This is yeah. We're we're in we're in the studio. <laughs> More unbuttoned than an anime horror film. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just uh, it's uh, we're we're here. We're, we're recording into the snowball um, in omni mode uh, because of circumstances. So forgive any of the echoiness, but uh, omni. So I am Cole Ross and I am your host and let's go clockwise from me. I'm Ben Merkel. I'm Dennis Furia. David Moneysmith. And we're here to entertain your asses about video games. Let's take a look at what's on the docket. First, we have quick hits. We're going to be talking a little bit about some uh, some of the E3 afterglow here regarding the Wii U, some NPDs, more hacking, and then a personal favorite topic on the show, Silent Hill, a little bit of that. After that, we're moving into the what we have been playing. I hope you guys have been playing stuff, because I have not. Otherwise, that'll be... Everybody's kind of getting sheepish there, so we will we, we will proceed. <laughs> oh, into... we, we got stuff. We got stuff. I don't know. I don't know if me and Dave have anything that will be different than each other because we've been playing so many co-op games. So. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm I've got something oh, in my back you pocket. Right. You do? I do, but I only started playing it today because I've been out of the city. Oh, okay. the last five yeah, days. I got you in your back in your in your back pocket. Okay, so we're heading over to the coop with David and uh, Dennis and. Uh, Ben is taking us into his back pocket, and we're going to uh, finish out the show with the discussion question. Again, more E3 stuff. We're in the aftershocks here. Uh, but uh, let's get to that as quickly as possible. So we're going to take a quick musical break here. We're going to reconnoiter our printouts, and we're going to take a sip of beer, and we're going to hit these quick hits as quickly and as hard as possible. Get them! Let's talk the quick hits, um, or as Ben suggested, we call it the hard hits. We're hitting hardcore on these hits. This is a news segment, and uh, we are going to start talking about the news right about now. <laughs> All right, so um, the Nintendo's new console, the Wii U, was unveiled last week, but they really didn't give any specifics. What they have said um, was mostly length leaked and has generally been more bad than good. Um, the screen on the tablet controller is going to be about 854 times um, 480 resolution. And it's a resistive touchscreen as opposed to, I think, capacitive is yes, the standard. like you would find on an iPhone or iPad or any other modern touchscreen device. Which is really <laughs> nice. Um, and which is the same as on the DS, so it can't do any multi-touch. Miyamoto descended from the ivory tower to um, (laughs) say that the system will only support one of the controllers at a time, um, presumably meaning no local multiplayer. No, no, it it will use the uh, old Wii controllers. Oh, okay. um, And just anything that would have gone into a Wii. Um, It's just the the pad itself. Apparently there's only going to be one of those. 
That could so maybe make it. I wonder how long they try to make that work before everyone decides it's a peripheral, like the balance board, and they all go back <laughs> to the controller. So, <laughs> sort of like the six axis on the PS3. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Decided. Like, how many years ago did the Wii come out? Uh, the Wii came out in 2006. So, like, we, we spent, you know, five years figuring out these damn controllers, so we're finally getting a hang of it. We're sticking with these. Yeah. Well, I think we got a hang of it by deciding that they're an awful idea. I mean, look at most of the. <laughs> Hey, I'll, come, I'll come out to some. Def- I'll come out in defense of some Wii games that use. The- I don't know. I just got finished playing um, uh, Super Mario Bros. New Super Mario Bros. Wii, and that's <laughs> bros. The best. <laughs> best uh, what? No. Bros? Really? Super Mario. Sorry, brothers. It's, it's when Super it's Mario when Mario <laughs> and Luigi join a frat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They run around shirtless and they do homework. Is, is it actually on the net title of the game, Bros? Though. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it's. Uh, it's, it's there we go. I defend myself. <laughs> it's uh, abbreviation. Anyway, I like this idea though. You could do eight worlds of hazing, maybe. That they got to get through. Just join yeah. the frat. Well, and no, and it goes into the Jersey Shore because they're bros and they're Italians. So. Yeah, all right. And then no, instead of instead of jumping up and, and hitting boxes from below, you can get on top of them and do a keg stand on them. Yeah, and, and they're abusive to women. Continue. <laughs> so nothing's changed. Um, the system won't be um, backward compatible with the GameCube, but the one saving grace is that, um, according to Ubisoft, um, they are getting rid of the stupid um, unified player ID system. So apparently, um, Nintendo's finally realized that the internet is actually a thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually a thing. Although you mean to say that they are going with a unified ID system rather than doing. Oh, that wasn't things. the name of their. No, I thought that was no, the name no. of their little number. Code that their code, system. yeah. Their oh, code. Okay. there was one that you missed there. The uh, Awada has also confirmed that device that the device will not play back DVD or Blu-ray video discs, which doesn't seem like that huge of a loss, but. When you're talking about bullet points on the back of a box. I think that's more than counterbalanced by the fact that someone working at it is named Iwata. <laughs> well, that's the president of the, of the, of the company. I would buy it. So Satoru Iwata. <laughs> like the cut of his gym. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, I put this in. I was, I was all... Uh, I had stars on my eyes for the Wii U um, last, last week. But some of the, some of these some of these details have really kind of tempered my expectations a bit. The the, the hope is that Nintendo really doesn't know what they're doing and will um, and and will amend some of these things as we go forward. What do you feel like is the biggest problem? I think that a lot of my concept of how the thing would work, at least in the multiplayer capacity, which let's face it is where the Wii excels. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my hope was that there would be multiple controllers. For however expensive they were going to be, um, and mind you, if it's a resist, if if it was a resistive touchscreen, not expensive at all, actually. <laughs> yeah. That so. seems especially odd in that the um, we always struck me as its big thing was party games and yeah. you know local multiplayer. Yeah, and just I'm just I'm going to be inter- interested to see. I mean, people are going to be spending more on controllers than they will on the device itself. Yeah. Which is something, you know, grand. Well, if you, if you only have to buy one, though. 
Yeah, it's it, true. Although, you know, we've seen what you can do throwing just a little Wiimote through the TV. I wonder what happens when the first person lets one of these bad boys go. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, before you could take out, like, a two-, three-year-old. I mean, they're working their way <laughs> up to, like, six, seven. <laughs> this, is, this is a video game system slash home defense device. <laughs> That's why parents buy so many of these yeah. systems. <laughs> Late-term abortion. Although, let's be honest, you're not really buying a game system. You're actually buying a license to play Zelda, Mario... Like, like three games. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that's that's the only reason. Yeah. I think one of my biggest bum bummers on this, if we're going through all of them, are, are bummers. But the but the resistive touchscreen, that's just that's dirty pool. I think because <laughs> they're. <laughs> Could you explain this a little more? Okay, so um, basically, the the, the touchscreen technology that the DS uses and the the 3DS uses, um, it, it, it's it's resistive. So what that means is something about the electronics, but the way it actually senses is you have to use a stylus to make it worth the best because it has two membranes that are touching mm-hmm. and it senses that point of touch and I've then that's what it does. Okay, um, <laughs> the resistive um, touchscreen basically. Um, where you touch it, my understanding is it changes resistivity, so you can um, sense that in the X and Y coordinate. Okay. Really, and then the capacitive touchscreen, I think, is a similar idea, but it's basically one plate of a parallel plate capacitor, and your um, fingers interferes with the fringe fields of the... Okay. That's... Yeah. No... On second thought, what I'm saying isn't helpful. <laughs> go back. I gotta go Google fringe fields real quick. <laughs> Resistive bad, capacitive good. Um, in that, like I said, most most of most of you know most modern cell phones use these things. And multi-touch generally has a lot of really good gaming applications. Look mm-hmm. at uh, Cut the Rope on on iOS. For, for, for to, to see like how how much that works into it, you know, just in, you know there there are millions of games that, that that use that to its proper effect. And what that does to me is like when they come out and they have this big tablet device, people's people's closest analog for that is like, oh, it's like an iPad. Yep. And, and it's and that that's not entirely accurate. But anything that anything that diminishes from that will make people less enthusiastic about the device. That's actually the one thing like everyone's gonna buy this and be like, "Where's Angry Birds? Come on!" Well, you can do Angry Birds with single touch. All that's I have to do true. is drag. And but I'm talking about I'm talking about being trained on an iPad. Oh yeah. Or slash uh, what's the tablet droid tablet one? Tablet. <laughs> Awful. Droid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although I mean that's the my biggest awful. thing is. <laughs> With the I with the sole and only exception of um, being able to play like Zelda and stuff, I don't see why you'd ever get this over an iPad. It just doesn't seem to have any advantages. But it's it's not meant to be a portable thing, which is which is the the, the problem. I think that which is I, another not advantage. <laughs> I, I worry that it's any like I I don't know. The Vita looks nice, but anything that tries to compete with iOS devices or any phone in general, I think, is going to have. It's a much different market. But as a as a, like a home office, not not home office, but as a as a home entertainment living room kind of thing, I think it's neat. But the problem is they're going to have to try to contextualize it in a new marketplace where those advi- where those devices do exist. Well, I have to be honest. I didn't look into this. Is the 854 times 480, is that the only screen on it, or does it also connect no, up to your TV? It plugs into your TV. Okay. Yeah, okay. It is, it's a, It's like a high-definition Wii that also has this thing. I think Nintendo's business strategy is 
cater to children who don't realize that what you're doing is is kind of off or you know sucks sometimes. And then by the time they grow up, you've got them brainwashed and indoctrinated, so they'll buy the stuff for their kids, even though it's not as good as what else is out there, and so on and so forth. No, we're we're hitting the trolling early tonight, are we? We are. Okay. I, I mean, why not? <laughs> and it's, why not? I just want to make sure. No. Yeah, it's. I don't know. They make good games, and I want to like them a lot. But these things really, really kind of discourage me. They'll, they'll make it work, though. I mean, it's Nintendo. They'll make it work. Yeah. Do we have uh, final thoughts on this before we move on to the next? That was my final thought. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Oh. We you <laughs> you <laughs> we you. Now, the sales numbers for May uh, from the NPD group are somewhat grim, unfortunately, with overall spending on games down 13% year-over-year. Now, software was hit much harder uh, than hardware. Probably could have written that in a much less awkward (laughs) way. Uh, But the top-selling console was the Xbox 360, meaning that was the top seller for uh, for 11 of the past 12 months, which is a big get for Microsoft in the face of a waning Nintendo in the console field. Now, speaking of the waning Nintendo, looking at the list of games here, uh, there's not a single Nintendo-published game uh, in the mix, which is a little bit um, beguiling, I'd say. I don't know. I can't think of the right word. It's a little, it, it throws me off. Maybe? I'm not sure. But uh, number one, we're going to go down the list here, L.A. Noir, which is, I mean, it makes sense. It's a rock star game. It came out, and it's amazing. So good. Yeah. Number two was Brink. Uh, that is perplexing. Number three, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. Or is it Caribbean? Caribbean or Caribbean? Um, number four, Portal 2, which um, is heartening, I would say. Um, given that that was kind of one that I expected. All the people who were going to buy it were going to buy it in April, and then it would slide off the charts. But to see it yeah. but to see it posted up in the, top, in the top five, that's good. Number five, Mortal Kombat. Number six, Cod Blops. Number seven, Zumba Fitness, which I think is a prank. Number eight, NBA 2K11. Number nine, Just Dance 2. And number ten, Lego Star Wars 3, The Clone Wars. So, um, what do you guys think? I didn't know there was another Lego Star Wars game. Yeah. I mean, the two Lego games are essentially enhanced babysitting tools. <laughs> like, you buy those to keep your kid silent can, in the basement for a bit. Can I raise an objection? Can I no. raise an objection? I have a fond memory of when... Ben downloaded the demo for Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy, on his computer. And uh, we played it for a little bit on the computer. I do. We were, we were running around as, as uh, Chewbacca, yanking the arms off. That is my sole memory of the game. <laughs> okay, okay. I remember tearing someone's arms off. That tends to be something you don't forget. <laughs> that, that feels such a need inside of me. Yeah, yeah. It's tearing good. off arms. Oops. Yeah, so... So, so is that a euphemism? No, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I tear arms off of people. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I sitting next to you? So, do, do <laughs> we want to date on Skype? <laughs> yeah. Do do we do we want to take uh, bets on if Brink will be on this list next month? I I mean, so for me, this says you know people are going to play a game with an interesting premise despite the reviews. Which one are we talking about? Brink. Executive. Okay, Brink. Right. I mean, yeah, it didn't get very well reviewed, but. It did something, or at least tried, to do mm-hmm. something new. I haven't played the game. I hope to. Um, and I'm probably biased in that I really like its basic premise. 
But a lot of the reviews um, struck me as somewhat unfair in that a lot of them struck me as being basically, I don't like what this game was trying to do, therefore it's a bad game, as opposed to actually looking at the um, merits of the game itself. Yeah. I, I read reviews from trusted reviewers. Like, you know, just mm-hmm. if, I, if I see that somebody whose opinion I gel with wrote about a game, um, I'll, I'll, pay, I'll give it more merit. I, th- I think, and then I don't know. I think that's a good approach to go with in general. I saw that Griffin McElroy on Joystick came out and said that what they were trying to do was interesting, but the idea of like the different classes each having a specific objective, making it that if you were not the class whose objective was up, you know, like break the door or hack the system or all that, you didn't really have anything to do except watch the bottlenecks. Yeah, I think with it, like with you know Brink having not played it myself, you know I'm just being snarky on behalf of all the people I've heard mm-hmm. talk about it and say they didn't like it. But having not played Brink myself, what frustrates me most is the fact that they made it a parkour first-person shooter, but made no effort apparently to change the vocabulary of level design. Huh. You know, as you change the mo- as you change the method of mobility, the the, the flow of the space needs to change too and from what I've seen in videos and in talking to people and asking them do the levels look and play different they, they say no yeah. okay so, so I mean like a, I think of Uncharted 2 online which is very vertical um, and levels are almost always as, as big up and down as they are across yeah um, that, that I, I'm hearing that's something that Brink missed yeah I mean think think like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood multiplayer changing you know the way that those maps change. Yeah. Also, never never be too hard on a game for bad single player when its kind of core is going to be multiplayer. I mean, I think that that you it's forcing you to use certain classes during the single player or almost well, even even a multiplayer. No, it was oh, never forcing you, but just kind of gotcha. like if you were if you were the light weapons like hacker hacker guy and there was nothing to hack, there was nothing for you to do except. Gotcha. If it's if it's the same problem in multiplayer, well, I guess the big thing was that single and multiplayer kind of blended together, right? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Screw that. <laughs> Although the other side of that, I tried break. which grand, <laughs> I don't know, is um, that usually the problem is getting people not to just randomly kill people. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it seems like you know the other side that maybe there maybe their design choice was half the time you get to play team deathmatch which is basically what happens in any objective based game anyways counterpoint team fortress <laughs> I didn't like that game okay man you see you look like you have something to say yeah I forgot what I was oh say. I'm sorry <laughs> oh, well, oh no what I was going to ask uh, does the level design resemble anything of like Mirror's Edge no sort of... Mirror's Edge was strikingly linear yeah. aside from the fact that it branched at pretty key points okay well like you, you had the easy path the difficult path and the medium path okay yeah Alright. Uh, Mirror's Edge was basically if or at least it struck me as if like um oh uh, Ayn Rand and Prince of Persia had a love child. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Ayn Rand enters the discussion. They're like, they're like the, the, the the dystopian kind of thing, yeah. But uh like Mirror like Mirror's Edge was it struck me more as a roller coaster design mm-hmm. than uh the, than kind of um landscape design, which is what multiplayer tends to be. Okay. This quick hit was about MPD numbers, and it became about Brink. So, uh, well, this it's, it's going to come up in this one as well. Hacking video game companies seems to be the new hip pastime for all the kiddies out there. On Monday, Bethesda confirmed that their Brink servers, there it is again, 
were compromised and that the intruders may have gotten their hands on usernames, email addresses, and or passwords. Um, this would be a big deal, except, as we kind of discussed, no one plays Brink. Well, I, no, actually, <laughs> NPD numbers would say otherwise. Yeah, see, I, <laughs> Damn it. when I was compiling the document, I didn't see that glaring contradiction. I just wanted to get my shots in. I apologize. This is not a new show. It's a commentary show, so... Yeah, it's yeah. Fox. <laughs> Fox News approach. Yeah. 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 As, as the great Homer J. Simpson said... Facts are meaningless. They, they can be used to prove anything. <laughs> um, but anyway, so right after the Brink fiasco, the anonymous splinter group, LulzSec, publicly attacked servers for EVE Online, Minecraft's multiplayer services, League of Legends, and the Escapist magazine. Um, this, this apparently wasn't an attempt to get information. It was an attempt to be a public nuisance. Um, A.K.A. Anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> um, these services were brought to a screeching halt. No information seems to have been taken. Um, then again, you know, they could always come out and say, aha, we got it. Yeah. We'd say, that's great. You're validated for <laughs> uni life. Two thoughts. I want to see what Yahtzee has to say about this. And number two, uh, let us crucify anybody who uses the word lulls, either seriously or Ironically, <laughs> there's no place for that kind of language. There's not, not there's no place. There's no place for it. We are especially spelled L U L Z. That's specifically like lol. That's a funny. That's a funny word. L O L. That's fine. L U L Z. No, banish it. They just like scream. Unless you're a thirteen year old. What's that? I said that just screams greasy 13-year-old. <laughs> yeah, a greasy 14-year-old cat. Yes. There we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait. That has Yahtzee, do you mean like the like the board game? No, no, Yahtzee, the uh, the video game critic guy. He wears the like the graduation hat, and he's, he's Australian, and he talks really fast. Zero punctuation. I that. No? He's a, zero punctuation. They're, they're good videos. Yeah, he's good. I've been that He's not part of Anonymous or Lulz or anything. No, he? no, he's on The Escapist. Uh, That's where his videos are, though. Yeah, sorry, I, I should uh-huh. have clarified. No, he's good. He's like a, he's like a tolerable, angry video gamer. It's like if Simon Cowell talked really fast and was funny. <laughs> Um, I th- here's here's the thing that I think happened is someone did this on on PSN. I think that was the first place that yeah, you know, like the, first, the first Frankenstein. the first tremor in this earthquake, if you will. And the hacker community community realized, wow, you can do this crap on a massive scale, mm-hmm. and no one gets in trouble. <laughs> well, they they, uh, they three people were arrested in Spain for um, for PSN. the PSN really outage, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't put that in there because it was tangential to the to, to the actual things. But I'm glad. I'm glad that it came that it came up because you know there are consequences for this at the very least. Be careful. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess if you're if you're arrested Sorry. and have Sorry. forced forced PE, at least they'll get outside once. In a while, <laughs> you know, once in a long while. But yeah, so I. But I think okay, three people got hit. There were probably many, many more involved. And the the hacker community is just going to go crazy on this until someone finds a way to lay the smackdown. Mm-hmm. On, which I mean, I don't think there really is a way well, existing currently. You don't. So how did Anonymous go from harassing Scientologists, which I think we can all get behind, to yeah. harassing businessmen, which only the Democrats can get behind? <laughs> I would, I would like, I, 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 political. I would honestly like to hear their rationale for 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 what they for what they've done. I mean, it's you know it'd probably be mostly bullshit. But if if it's populist like the you know like like their leanings have been in the past, it'll probably be something like, well, it's better that we do it and put it online publicly 
rather than somebody do it privately and sell it. No, you are not Batman. <laughs> any 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 reason other than but tennis. I am Batman. <laughs> okay, we're talking. <laughs> any reason other than we're bored and have too much time on our hands yeah. is is not the truth. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, let's 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 frame it as they're trying to get companies to beef up on their, you know, security so they'll take it seriously. But as we have discussed on the show before, nobody will take your internet security as seriously as you do. So, only you can prevent forest fires. Only you can prevent identity theft. I did hear some references to it being something about them being pissed for them shutting down some Linux port to PS3 or something. Are you, are you still mad about that? It's like infinite history ago. That was infinite number of days ago. At least in internet time. Well, no, it was like it was like 2008. Oh god! Like 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 the when they when they shut off the other OS uh, function. Was FDR president? <laughs> I don't know. 2000 and late. It all comes oh. together. <laughs> So, that's, so that's the story about the teen pregnancy that I yeah. that I'm telling. I, I, I would I would be. <laughs> I would be much more infuriated if I played Minecraft multiplayer. Actually, that's the alternate title for Juno. (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry. Sorry. No, that's fine. No, what she said was funnier than what I said, so don't worry. Go back to Minecraft. (laughs) No, what I was saying was if if I played Minecraft multiplayer, I'd be much more upset than I am right now. As it stands, Uh I think it's more of an academic area discussion, maybe. I don't know. Except for people's stuff that got hacked, maybe? Stop being douchebags, anonymous. <laughs> yeah. Then the Spirit of Public Service announcement. Announcement? Announcement. Silent Hill Bonanza. I think that's Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's Indiana Jones. No, that's Indiana Silent Jones. Hill, Indiana Jones, Jones Crosser, merger. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> That's where, that's where <laughs> Harry that's where has a whip Lucas, now. George <laughs> Lucas just ruins all the things from your childhood that were not good. <laughs> like, oh, you guys like Silent Hill too? George likes. I can ruin that. <laughs> Is the proper verb for, verb for that metastasizing? Can we call it Lucasing? <laughs> like, oh, that, get, that just got Lucas. It's the new jump the shark. Jeez. Anyway, if you're if you're a common listener of this show, you probably know that we talk about Silent Hill quite frequently. Um, so there was some news for that in the past week. Um, first of all, the Silent Hill HD collection has a couple more details. It'll be featuring uh, Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 3, and uh, producer Tom Hewlett is on the record saying that it's a PS3 exclusive. But... But... For now. For now... For now, it's a PS3 exclusive. Yeah. Just yeah. like Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Here's hoping, because I want this thing. It looks sexy. That guy still owes me his head. <laughs> so, question. Which which would you buy first? An HD remake of Silent Hill 2 and 3? Or an HD remake of Ico and Shadows of Colossus? I'd buy them both on the same day. But if you could only buy one, which would you buy? I, I have nothing for collateral. I have no loved ones, and I have nothing, like, yeah, valuable. Yeah, you have nothing. So, yeah, I have this podcast, and, like, I choose the podcast. Again, we have nothing. Boom! So, then, what does it say that you're a co-host? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Um, As someone who never played either of those and apparently just wandered into this podcast by chance, um, um, Ico and um, Shadow of the Colossus struck me as much more stylized, therefore HD would be much less of a big deal on them as opposed to... Yeah, that's an excellent point. Like Which, granted, I mean, Silent Hill itself is actually fairly stylized, yeah. but, I mean, I could still see there being more impact by that being HD. Counterpoint. 5-1 surround sound. Ooh. And Silent Hill? Yap it down. I mean, I think it's hard to make a, a claim for one game over the other. They both have excellent sound design, they both have ex- excellent visuals. Now, I could show the classes first though. Now I'd probably do Silent Hill just if we're gonna if we're gonna Reese's pieces it. Here's so. here's the thing. I feel like Shadow of the Colossus, I, I mean as great as it is, at its core is a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Well, so I've beaten all the puzzles. I know <laughs> I know how I know how to solve that game tape. So going to Silent Hill, which uh, I think I haven't played three first off, and two was so long ago that I'm sure it would be fresh and scary and stuff, yeah. so I feel like Silent Hill would win that for me. Yeah. Both, they're just both such great games, and I'm glad that they're not being left behind. I'm glad that, you know... I, I mean, I don't want to take sole credit for this, um, you know, given the, you know... I just, I would, that would be egomaniacal, but if we're going to simplify this... You know, I'm glad that they responded to my to my cries and, and, <laughs> and decided to make uh, both of these games in high definition. Yeah. yeah. So. Thank you, thank you for giving us more things to spend our money on. Hey, speaking of that, Ben. Um, more things to spend our money on? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and more Silent Hill news. Uh, they confirmed the existence of Silent Hill Book of Memories, which is going to be a PS Vita exclusive multiplayer side story. Unfortunately, it's being developed by WayForward, which is a company whose development history includes a lot of mediocre licensed games. Like usually, when I when I like name a developer, I, I go I go onto their Wikipedia page and pull off like the best stuff that they've like done in the past. Yeah. But this is like the, the this WayForward company. All that they've done is like wrestling games, and like they're putting out like a new Blood Rain game that's like DLC only. Hey, if you're bi curious, wrestling games have quite a. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just want to see oily feats of strength. Yeah. Oh, the, did you just say Silent Hill multiplayer? Yes. Yes. What the hell? Ba- basically, what they what they what they did was they they were investigating, um, you know, multiplayer modes for Silent Hill Downpour, which is coming out this fall. Uh-huh. Um, but they decided not to put them into the game just for their own sake, and they made those into new, you know, uh, just basically put them in their own, into their own game. Which I don't know might be interesting if it was like if it was done right. Like, I'm not thinking, like, you know, Team Deathmatch, Silent Hill against Pyramid Head. <laughs> but, you know, like... Boom, headshot. I'm thinking, like, uh, like, Res- <laughs> like Resident Evil Outbreak, possibly. Mm, okay. Resident Evil Outbreak, um, I would say the two games I can think of that have done that are um, Resident Evil Outbreak and um, Res- um, Resident Evil 5. Yeah. Resident Evil 5 was a very good game, but not was scary. Not particularly right. scary. No. Resident Evil Outbreak was reasonably scary, but never struck me as a particularly good game. I still loved it. <laughs> the one game I did see interesting is the original versions of Call of Cthulhu actually had multiplayer, where they'd like screw with you and have you like hallucinate that your friend is a monster, stuff yeah. like that. Like. If you just use that as an example to screw with both players, mm-hmm. I could get behind that. 
Yeah, I'm all yeah. about that. It's all about screwing with some players. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, the last tidbit of news for Silent Hill. Um, uh, this is kind of an interesting topic. In Silent Hill Downpour, for some reason, there uh, a corn song will be featured prominently. <laughs> all so, right. for all you people who still listen to corn. Way to go! <laughs> well, no, they just decided. That, reason. They just decided to make Silent Hill bad. I guess you yeah. know. I mean, just you know, they decided, hey, that's a freak on a leash. So just like, so scary and make me bad. I think these new developers those, have issues. Those, 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 those are the only two corn songs I know. Um, <laughs> well, the fact that they say it's skippable actually bothers me more because otherwise, that that would suggest like. You know, like, I've played games that have had, like, actual songs as some of the soundtrack, and they're often pretty good. On the other hand, this suggests that, like, halfway through, there's a music video. <laughs> Not even the developers are behind yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just say that we should not expect the level of quality from Alan Wake. Right, no, Alan Wake's music was amazing. Oh, was yeah. Fantastic, yeah. Like, and the, it, yeah. the fact that they had a Poe song in there, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> And it was well ingrained in the story. Yeah, it's nice. You can't ingrain corn well in anything. <laughs> corn is a grain. Uh, <laughs> Touche. You made it funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I laugh so I don't cry. But, uh, and they groan because they didn't think of it first. <laughs> one, one last thing. The developer, uh, again, uh, Hewlett says that we're not trying to turn Silent Hill fans into corn fans. I, I, I didn't That's put. Good. Good. I feel like I need to put that on like. That'd be tough to do part. anyway. Why? Why are they so apologetic about this coming out of the gate? Like, if you if you're so they're still making the game, they can edit this. <laughs> if, you're, if you're so uncertain about this decision, if you're like, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're no one's got a gun to your head. Don't put it in there. Yeah, yeah. this well, is Japan. You don't know that. No, it's, it's, it's like Corn like is in Japan right it's now with guns. <laughs> it's an Eastern European developer. Thing is that you know that this producer he came out i didn't put the quote in the article but he said listen i i i like silent hill and i know what the community is like i can pretty accurately gauge what silent hill fans are going to think about the things we do and i knew how they were going to react to this Uh so that's where that we're not trying to make you into this you know comments came from and he said you know listen for a number of factors this was just the license on that we put into it you know that, that that that's just what he said. I don't think that excuses it. But yeah. keep in mind that Mass Effect had a Muse song at the end of it. Fair. Um, the first Mass Effect. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, okay. But you know, you could come out and say, "Hey, yeah, we know Corn's got a whatever reputation, but we felt like this song yeah. had great application." Or like we felt like it set the right tone, mm-hmm. but they're like, we know, we know, we're sorry, we're sorry. <laughs> this coming from the marketing major, though. I mean. Isn't this just embedded marketing? I mean, what do you... For corn? <laughs> okay, so so yeah, what you're saying is even that there's a line. I, I don't know how you market corn. It's specious. The thing yes. I'm worried about is the featured prominently part. Like, because <laughs> that, that was wording. That was my wording. Okay. Yeah, right. I, was, I was trying to over. I don't know if it was about the band entering Silent Hill. And <laughs> yes, all right, now I want to play it. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> Let's yes. do it. You can Come play on. as the different band members. That's where the multiplayer comes from. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> it, it, it'd be like a weird, like Spinal Tap with monsters and without any musical talent. Yeah. <laughs> so like um, Metalocalypse. Ouch. 
<laughs> oh man, I, I I fear for my favorite franchise. Yeah. So, gonna ask you guys a question since we're all up on space here. Figure time. Is it to bring the shields to bring the shields down? Yeah, I'd say so. I am feeling lucky. I mean, just I just want I want one of us to cry by the end of the night. So I'm gonna ask, what you been playing? Any of you? About to cry. Right now. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> um, I haven't played any games that would make me cry. No, no. Okay, you know, I've, that should be a discussion question. What's the last? Oh, game yeah, what's the last game made you cry? Yeah, I don't know. Have you guys ever cried at a video game? When I was like eleven, I was playing Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever gotten there. I mean, I wanted to. Big props if this does involve Eris. <laughs> it did. You know it involved Eris. If it didn't, though, you would get my undying respect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I think, I think we should make Dave go first because he's yeah, never do it, around. Do it. Do yeah, it. what you been playing, dude? This is hazing, man. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Drink some beer. What you been playing? <laughs> I try to keep those separate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to leave our co-op shenanigans to um, Dennis, but I've been playing um, Terraria a lot, which is like someone combined um, Metroidvania and um, Minecraft. So it's basically a procedurally generated... um, Oh, Castlevania game where you can mine. So it's like side scrolling. Yeah. Okay. Can you build too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You. I mean, it's just like Minecraft. You know, you mine wherever rock, and you can then you know yeah. get a brick of it. Um, but it's much more focused on you know. There's a lot more monsters, a lot more equipment, armor. So it's much more combat focused. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a really great game, but it's one of those games that, like, I don't know, I think it it really does a good job of doing the sandbox thing, and unfortunately because of that, it's really hard for me to tell why it's a great game, because <laughs> it's just kind of a... I mean, the best example I could give you is um, the first boss, big boss you fight, is the Eye of Cthulhu, which is this giant eyeball that's attacking you. Like a beholder, yes. Yeah. Okay. And, um... Um, whenever it's you, you can only fight it at night, and whenever it's nighttime, um, shooting stars land on the ground, um, which you collect them and get more mana. Um, that's not really relevant, but the point of the story is I was about halfway through the fight and just starting to get to the point where I was running out of steam when a shooting star comes out of the sky and hits the eye of um, Cthulhu and kills it. Okay. So, I mean, it's just, you know, stuff like that where you have enough sandbox that you can, you know, in this case, have the, you know, random divine intervention on your <laughs> behalf. Or, you know, just cool stuff happens, you I, know? I think the, uh, the the buzzword for that is emergent gameplay. Sure, yeah. Is this, uh, like, a, like, a free PC game, or...? It's, um, it's very similar to Minecraft. It's, like, $5, and it's, you know, like, the open beta that goes on forever yeah. type of thing. So wait, you talk about bosses. Is this a level-based game or you? It's it? you. 
As you mine, you can find heart-shaped rocks that you break open and gain more HP. Mm -hmm. And then most of the leveling is just based on getting equipment. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those games that's kind of equipment as levels, kind of. So how do bosses fit into the picture, then? Um, it tends to be a lot... Um, basically, the bosses um, drop um, metal um, that you can use to craft equipment that you can't get anywhere else. Okay. And also, I mean, like, one of them, you know, the final, one of the final areas of the game you can't get to until you beat a specific boss. Things like that. Okay. So, so the, it's, it's, it's procedurally generated in such a way that you're always going to hit different enemies yeah. in a particular order. Basically, there's um, certain um, biomes, I guess they call, you know, desert, jungle, stuff like that. And each one... Um, yeah, you know, like forest and desert are very low level. Jungle is mid level. Um, stuff like that, yeah. and their relative location to each other mm -hmm. is always defined. Yeah. So it's you know sort of one of those things where it's somewhere in between, like procedural with rules. Yeah. Which I guess is what procedural means, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean it's it's a very good game. It's um. You know, it's it's fun going back to just hacking and slashing and yeah. killing crap. Yeah. No, I could get behind that. I think it's funny how Minecraft... I'm not cynical enough to say that it initiated a bunch of clones, but I think that it gave a lot of people ideas. Yeah. It, insofar as, like, it became, like, a zeitgeist. You know, mm -hmm. like, for, fuck Fortress Craft. Like, fuck those guys for making a Minecraft clone on Xbox Live. Mm -hmm. Arcade, um, but you know, just in, but just in general, it's starting to inform stuff like that that takes what it does and just like iterates on it. Right, exactly, and and I think that's the thing. Unfortunately, it's actually kind of interesting because you have a certain number of people that like one or the other and hate the other one, mm -hmm. but you also have a lot of people where like most of the Minecraft fan sites host a Terraria um, server. Yeah. And, like, you know, have Terraria guides. Like, it's really weird, like, meshing of the communities. Here's here's a question about Terraria. I mean, do, does it... Well, one of the best things that I, that I really think I like about Minecraft is kind of the suspense that you feel when you're deep in the earth and don't sure. really know if you're going to make it back out. Does it have any of that kind of risk-reward of going deep? But, you know... <laughs> I mean, if you if you roll deep, are you know, did are you going to lose something of yourself in that chasm? See, wow, what? That's the one thing I would say is a little weird right now. Is it's not a huge death penalty, okay, to it, and which is unfortunate. Um, also, you know, when you exit or die, you teleport back to your starting point, mm -hmm. so that eventually kind of becomes. Uh, cheap way to not to backtrack. Yeah. But I will say, on the other hand, practically, there's still kind of that feeling because it still is you reach a point where you've, like, navigated down. Um, and I would say more, more than actually feeling that, it's a very weird feeling where I'll... You have to place torches to produce light, obviously. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's very weird, like coming back to a cave I've not experienced, I've not gone to in a long time, and finding like the torches so I know where I've been <clears throat> before and not really remember. It's 
So it really is like Minecraft. Yeah. Like if we're yeah. talking about like leaving torches as like a signifier of like I've been here before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Very cool. So even though the biomes are very clearly defined, they're still big enough that you can kind of get lost in them. Oh yeah. Look, looking at the um, you people have created map viewers, you know, and yeah. looking at them, they're they are fairly extreme. Yeah. Nice. Sounds interesting. I'm gonna have to check this out. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a very good game. It's still fairly early in development, but the development seems to be really well, well done. Also, it's retro pixel graphics. So if okay. that's your thing, it's kind of interesting. I'll be talking about that a little bit later. So. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you've been playing? Um, do you want to do, do the segue? Sure. Sure. Well. Um. Well, obviously. Um, PS3 decided to finally um, like the internet again, <laughs> and um, the internet finally decided to like the PS3. Yeah, okay. I guess. And yeah, it's like an internet warming gift. They give away some free games. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, Furia got a hold of. Do you want to explain? Um, Dead Nation. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's basically a at its core a twin stick shooter. You move yeah. around with the left stick. We talked about it's Shadowgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Holy shit, how long has it been since I thought about Shattergrounds? <laughs> Sorry. No, we, 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 so that's we, right, that's we, right, yeah. We, we did cover it last week, for all you loyal listeners. <laughs> um, but it, it's gotten... We're, we're getting on into... We're probably about halfway through the game, would you say? Oh, I'm sorry. We've, be, we've beaten, I think, yeah, about six, halfway. Out of, six out of ten levels or something like that. It's gotten progressively harder, and there's there's been progressively more, like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, teamwork moments. Yeah. That are just incredibly rewarding. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of times when one of us has busted out the flamethrower at the last moment while the other's dashing around, you know, pulling attention away, <laughs> it gets intense. And if you if you use your weapons correctly, you feel like a complete badass. Mm-hmm. Also, something that, um, and maybe this is a corny thing, but really impressed me is um, their kind, every game has their stealth zombie that's, you know, a little bit more powerful and, you know, basically hides and comes out at inopportune times to jack your team up. Yeah. Um, and yeah. what really interests me is in this game, literally the stealth zombie, its version of stealth most of the time, is pressing up against a wall and just being there standing there. Well, it's amazing. Top, if it's top down, then yeah, that would be very effective. Well, and it's amazing how effective it is because you can see it. Like, it's not... Kid and it's uh, like pale, I you know, video game a white zombie, mm-hmm. but it's amazing just how well that works without having to have some weird stealth mechanic. Mm-hmm. It's it's completely like stealthy and scary without being unfair in any way, shape, or form. Right. So you're paranoically eyeing the walls to see if anything's flying oh, up against that's like That's like the first thing you do once you clear a horde of zombies is you run your flashlight along all the walls. Oh, okay. Where are you, mother effer? <laughs> where, where are you hiding? The other thing we comment on is the storyline is very interesting in that it initially comes across as sort of weird and kind of lacking in storyline. And then you realize that basically the storyline boils down to probably much more realistic than most games where you, um, they're basically, you know, going to some building, all right, that didn't work, where are we going to go next? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of weird, like, the lack of storyline 
is actually probably more realistic than most games actually <laughs> have a storyline. Like, we don't know what we're going to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, <laughs> got the, no the storyline so far is like, you start in your apartment that you've been barricaded you, and have run out of food, which is the start of the game. You, get, you basically fight your way to the other side of the street, find your radio but can't hear anything. <laughs> so you fight your way to a police station to try to get like an actual CB radio. Still can't get it, so you fight your way to the top of a um, skyscraper. So it's very much just like you know people surviving, just being like, "All yeah. right, what are we going to?" So do it's got a plot; it just doesn't have a justification. Right. It's 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 kind of funny now that you mention it. Like um, you you start out, your motivation is we're starving to death in this barricaded apartment. Um, so we're going to fight our way out, and you never see them eat anything. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe let's assume the health packs have some sort of rations in them. <laughs> But, uh, They've eaten some dead zombies. That's what Maybe. they did. <laughs> well, that's, that's the key thing is the reason you're able to fight your way through these hordes and you know get hit by them and stuff is for whatever reason you and your partner are immune to zombies. You're immune to the virus. Oh, so it's like Left 4 Dead. Right. And Left 4 yeah. Dead is yeah. like, oh my god, crazy rabies outbreak. What's happening? And then like the people are the immune. Yeah, I guess so. The other um, features, um, I've got to give a shout out. The public service announcements they have yes. on all of the menus <laughs> are really well done. Uh, we saw one yesterday. It looks like current threat level is morbid. Um, you know, just weird stuff. Health advisory. Do not let them bite you. Um, but then the other thing is they do uh, rankings among countries. Uh-huh. Um, in terms of how many zombies each country has killed. Like like physically, like country like America Literally, versus yeah, China. Yeah. Okay. So like number one right now is um, Japan with America closely behind. Okay. And a couple of things. Um, one, it's really interesting mm-hmm. seeing like, uh, what we're looking at. Like, it's like Uganda or something. Yeah, like, uh, well, in like Qatar. Uh, <laughs> is Qatar, is that how you pronounce it? Qatar. Qatar. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, was freaking cleaning up. I mean... For its size, like, it was beating out all the other countries in its region, so yeah. we're kind of cheering for it. Um, <laughs> Israel kind of disappointed us. Yeah, um, Israel wasn't pulling their weight. But, I mean, I think it's really, like, I feel like that makes a lot of sense, because most leaderboards in games, I don't care that about some loser in his parents' basement. That, but, but when it taps into nationalism, yeah, yeah. like oh, yeah. I, I, I care that America is two points behind Japan, and we're going to free the beat. Fuck Turkmenistan. Yeah, <laughs> Turkmenistan is pulling its weight, but yeah, it's kind of funny because like you go down to these countries that it's like Uganda and you know nowhere's a stand, and like you can see the little percentage going tick 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 tick, and you're like, there's one person playing, go one person. <laughs> You can do it. That's cool. I like that. That's yeah. I, I like um, unique. Um, I was actually say this leaderboard strategies. Yeah. Like I think Geometry Wars did, did it best, where it was like among your friends, like always persistently showing in the upper right corner the friend of yours who was like better than you, <laughs> and seeing how like upper right is them, upper left is you. How are you going to do it? Say so like what. What? <laughs> I beat you. So, <laughs> you know why I really like. Did you ever play Cod Blocks? Uh, I played Cod Blocks for about, uh, I'd say, an hour online. I just like their multiplayer stats. They kept track of like multiplayer stats for everyone who has played, but they did it very in like interesting ways. So they had like 
you know, combined um, players have fallen like 300 times the height of Mount Everest. <sighs> players have killed like 32 times the Earth's population. <laughs> players have spent like 64 times um, the GDP oh, of Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> yeah, like just like ran around the world how many times. Like, I like that one just because it's like I can look at that and be like, oh, I now realize why our GDP is falling <laughs> my, my mom she has a she has an email signature on her on her email at work that says if everybody threw their problems into a pile and saw the pile they'd take theirs back that's probably <laughs> what that is <laughs> yeah inspirational moment yeah that's that's good. Good. I like it that's, that's, hey, that's a rare event deep thoughts <laughs> yeah so that's also uh, rare talking event. about living games so, well, did you have any other any other we had, experiences we had one more co-op experience that only lasted about a half hour <laughs> oh um, not a very good coop experience yeah uh, it was I mean it was one of the free downloads that you get for being a part of Playstation Plus yeah because you get that free and I finally activated it um, it was an old Sega game called Streets of Rage 2 Oh yeah, that's like a fond memories of that. Probably doesn't hold up, does no, it? No, didn't I, I didn't hold up at all. Well, friendly fire doesn't work in like in that setting play, particularly yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where, where you're throwing punches around. Yeah, and it's just you can. I mean, you can hit your teammate as, as easy as you can hit an enemy, and most of the time, your teammates and the enemies, especially in the more difficult sections, are standing right next to each other. Yeah. Yeah, especially if it's a boss. I mean, obviously you can't exactly spread out. Yeah, I like this strategy on Sony's part. Like, hey, we'll give you a free month of PlayStation Plus. Oops, it'll be the shit stuff we give you for free. I'm beginning to worry about that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, the PlayStation One game that you can download is Lilo and Stitch, so (laughs) probably true. Can 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 you do the Stitch voice? I'll do this. No punch back. <laughs> That's fucking uncanny. I, I think I'm the oh. only one who has seen Dennis um, angry, but when he gets angry, he does that voice. <laughs> like, very angry. It's like it's some shit tense that my vocal cords tense Is it a coping mechanism? I guess, yeah. I have to soothe myself. <laughs> think of childhood. Think of childhood. <laughs> it's like a very high-seated asthma. Yeah, like, nothing the, constricts but this right here. Yeah, it's something like that. But then the, the other, the, the weird thing was like, oh my gosh. Lilo and Stitch and PS1 went together. That's like... I guess. That's like... I, I feel like that Disney movie was not too long ago, but no. at the same time... Wow. Oh, it's the same. I was at a um, Penn Station the other... Or not Penn Station. A Quaker Station the other day, and they had Pokemon on TV. <laughs> on, on, on Boomerang, you know, Cartoon Network's yeah, like yeah. retro cartoon <laughs> show, and I'm like, wait a minute. No, but I- Okay. I've always said that I will feel old when Seinfeld is on um, Naked Night. Oh gosh, yeah. God forbid! It'll, but there's so get there. Yeah. So there was there was that game. There was Lilo and Stitch. There was the Magic the Gathering uh, on uh, online game of some sort. I haven't played it yet. I downloaded it. Um, then there was there were several more. A couple a couple like mini games and I, I'm blank. Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog two was on there. Oh, Which, that's, that's, that's a pretty. Good, that's a that's a that's a damn fine game. Yeah. So uh, I mean, there's there's at least one good one, but it seems like the focus for the the playable games is kind of very very retro. Yeah. And well, I feel like that's the thing you do is as a game company you establish those stock of like really good retro games like um, you know Sonic, the old Mario games, stuff like that. That you then become like your company's party favors. 
<laughs> Dude, I want to see the HD re-release of the Mario series. See, I'm just imagining the Mario movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. On Blu-ray. <laughs> Put in John Lee's on his face. <laughs> and Dennis Hopper. You can see the, the seams on Dennis Hopper's makeup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, both of us have played it, but um, it's not co-op. Prince of Persia? Got a hold of? And like, the, like the Sands of Time? No, uh, no. no. Oh, okay. The remake. The stylized remake. Okay. cell shaded. I've got to say that it's very weird in that the gameplay's not real great. I mean, you literally can't die, but it's just an intensely enjoyable experience. Like, I just like playing it. I really like the dialogue. I mean, I like the characters. That's one of those games that I regrettably have not spent a lot of time with. I love the visual presentation of... Have you played it, Ben? I have not played it. Okay. Yeah. Also, they officially invented um, ceiling running. That's yeah. <laughs> yes, but it's. I mean, it's it's amazing because you're absolutely right. This game is so so simple. You can do two things. You can do like platforming, which is very simple button presses, mm-hmm. very hard, impossible to mess up. In fact, because you can't die, and then you can do one on one combat, which is very simple series of button presses. Impossible to mess up because you can't die. Well, like, when you say you can't die, do you mean that you cannot die, or do you mean that there is a very, very, very lenient checkpointing system? No, because when I played you, it, well, no, I mean like like Storyland, like oh, you slip and fall, and then Elika grabs you and makes you pick oh, up, right, and right. like you're back at the last like you know piece of firm ground that you had. Mm-hmm. But like, just like how is how is that different from the you know from a game that checkpoints every two minutes? That's well, it's. During the platforming, um, it's probably more a level of degree for most of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does become a little bit obvious because there's a couple of times where you'll not have a clue what you're doing and like repeatedly jump off the same obstacle and appear mm-hmm. back on it. It's more obvious on the um, fighting when mm-hmm. during, for example, a boss battle, basically what happens is... If you block, you're cool, you block. If you got hit, you go into, like, uh, you've taken damage state. If you mm-hmm. get hit again, you'll get knocked down and have, like, a, a quick time event to, like, get back up and counter. Mm-hmm. If you get hit again, basically, Elika will come in and, like, do some magic thing and protect you, and you'll be back to where you... Yeah. So, so literally, there's no way to die. Yeah. The other thing combat. I would say... The other, yeah, in combat, it's especially obvious. The other thing I would say is that for some of the like collectibles that you gotta try to get through, kind of experimenting, mm-hmm. there doesn't really seem to be a way to get them other than to simply throw yourself out into the air and let you know get the collectible yeah. and then let yourself be rescued right. back up. So it's yeah, you're dying and that you're going back a little bit mm-hmm. in progress, but at the same time, that's a legitimate technique in. Right. Stuff, so. Yes, I mean, I mean, I would say that in the entire Prince of Persia, at least modern, the modern iteration, the prince never died because it was a narrative yeah. technique, which is like, whoops, I told the story wrong. I didn't oh, call yeah. there. Actually, you know, I, I I totally made that jump. Totes made it, and then yeah. went back went back yeah. through. It just seems like different narrative constructs to you know justify their lenient check checkpointing, which yeah. I am very much in favor of lenient checkpointing. So. Well, and. I guess you could maybe argue, it maybe raise this interesting question of, you know, is a game being hard that important necessarily? No. I no. mean, <laughs> in this situation, like I said, I play it almost 
exclusively because I like the characters, I like the storyline, and it's relaxing to play. Yeah, it looks damn fine too. Yeah, it seems to be the trend in gaming that games are becoming less difficult, and it's more about the story. And then you have Demon Souls. (laughs) I feel like for the most part, what's really happening is people realizing that the vast majority of games are single-player interactive um, novels, and that in those games, the difficulty only matters as much as it adds to the interactiveness. Mm Mm-hmm. On the other hand, like, you know, multiplayer, all bets are off, you know. Yeah. Boom, headshot. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like difficulty can be there for, like, if you really appreciate a game, then I think you'll go through and play it on the harder difficulty, yeah. or yeah. the hardest, you know, like, if you really want to master something. Yeah. But Ben, have you been playing anything? Well, if you were to ask me that question yesterday, I would say no. Okay. I've been playing nothing, because I took an exam, graduated, and then went to Chicago for a couple days. Slacker. Good times. <laughs> I know. I've been neglecting my video games. But today I started playing the first Uncharted game. Nice. nice. Yes. Thank you. I don't know why I said it because I haven't played it. I know. It's good. I hear I was, good things. I was very happy with that response. I was not <laughs> expecting that much. No. Um, I, uh, I lent out a copy of Eleanor to my friend, and in return he lent me a copy of Uncharted 1, which I had never played before. I just played the second one, you okay. know. And so... I was kind of prepared for it not being as polished and as good as the second one, which is true. It's, you know, it's, they made a lot of noticeable improvements on the second game. But uh, I'll probably go through and try and beat it. And So it's basically just an excuse for It's a game that I should have played a while ago, but I'll play now. And then I think this will probably segue into me playing Uncharted 2 and then prepare me for Uncharted 3. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's a game that actually reminds me a good deal of Prince of Persia in that it's a game that has a very likable cast of characters and a very motivating storyline. That Grand Uncharted um, also has very good um, puzzles and killing people. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, like, my only beef with Uncharted is, like, it's, an, it's enjoyable for sure. But I always, like, feel bad about enjoying it because it's a frat boy Indiana Jones. <laughs> and it's like, I have a really hard time, like, enjoying... Or, like, letting myself enjoy that, you know? It's too mainstream is what you're trying to say there. <laughs> he just has so many one-liners. Like, <laughs> yeah, for There's never a moment he can't make a joke, and it's just like, I don't know. This is true. But so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll keep playing that, and... See how the storyline shakes out. That's one of my big regrets about not owning a PS3, is not having been able to play any of the Uncharted games. That that makes me think that way back to the debut of the PS3, and he went into that puddle in like the third level or whatever, and came out and his jeans were wet, and you're like, oh, his jeans are wet! This is so next-gen! It was, yeah. uh, it was the plastic flaps moment. Yeah. The what? Plastic flaps. From, like from, from uh, Splinter Cell. Cell. You're walking in uh, out of a freezer, and it has the plastic flaps, and like I was there for like ten minutes, like... Flaps go up, flaps go down, flaps go up, flaps go down. <laughs> but yeah, so that, uh, just that was so long ago, and I mean, you kind of expect it now. It's still kind of cool. Not every game does it, but yeah, good good times. I was gonna say Uncharted Two will probably still hold up, right? I mean, I, the graphics were so amazing that you could play it now, and it would still be. Oh, Uncharted 2? A current generation game. You know, like, it's, like, it still is the current well, generation. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not an outdated game already, yeah. you know? And it came and out a couple years ago. Yeah, 2009. 
Yeah. What's the name of the sidekick fella? Uh, Sully. Sully. Yeah, he, he is still my <laughs> my hero. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. So many one-liners. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so many one-liners. I mean, it's enjoyable, but then you're just like, come on. Like, no, it's traumatic one Too many one-liners. One thing that I've heard is that, like, it takes, like, 18 shots to kill a dude. Is that still a thing? <laughs> no, it's like, it's like six or six. <laughs> <laughs> what, what it is, is the game... I feel like the game really encourages you either to get headshots or to use the melee system. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like it does that and it's unfortunate, but they do that in order to enable the melee system. Mm-hmm. Because, like, um, you know, they actually have it set up where there's certain combos that only come out if you, for example, punch someone a couple times, then shoot them, or shoot them and then punch them. Yeah. So, I mean, without taking six shots to kill someone, obviously that won't work. Hmm. But and it makes it a headshot all that more rewarding. It is completely unrealistic. Yeah, and they definitely improved a lot of the animations on the second game. Like, all the climbing animations are a little bit hokey right now. Yeah. <laughs> Much better in the second game. Well, have you seen when, like, someone hugs... No, I haven't yet. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I'm sure it'll be okay. embarrassing <laughs> for today's standards. Just like in real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hugs are, hugs are great, man. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, well, okay. I've got three. Ooh, um, nice. That I've been playing. I will list them in order of decreasing relevance. <laughs> so okay. Most relevant. Most relevant being Red Dead Redemption. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, purchased that. Um, I've probably played about two hours into it. Um, I like it. It's good. Although um, I do feel that certain design elements are a bit archaic um, mm-hmm. in that, you know, the general mimetic rock star criticism of like, oh, the missions are go to place, kill guy, go back to place. One thing that I liked about L.A. Noir is that you could skip the travel, whereas in this one I feel like there's about, you know, three to five minutes of riding a horse or somewhere while somebody talks to you and gives you story exposition. Mm-hmm. Then you kill somebody, then you ride back with three to five minutes of story exposition. I feel like narratively there's a better way for them to do that. Well, even when you get to meaningless travel between points where mm-hmm. there's no, there's not even any narrative to fill it, mm-hmm. it's still like there's like two carriage stations in the entire game. Yeah. You know? And so... Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's a problem. Although I do feel like the match speed function, I love. Oh yeah. Now playing Assassin's Creed, that's something that annoys the hell out of me. It's like trying to keep either run ahead of someone or fall behind when yeah. during cutscene. I do like that. I do like how the horses control appreciably different from a car. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Here's something I will say: is I feel like the moments of you just traveling from point to point. This is like the one game where I feel like it's excusable to make you like do that. Mm-hmm. And like And there's like interesting stuff like the random quests, like the little exclamation mark. Sure, yeah. Exclamation mark yeah. Quests. Those are neat. I like those and how they pop up. And the and the scenery is, is genuinely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like especially at night where you have like the sky full of stars above oh, you. Yeah. Like that's cool. It's just I, I feel like when you're in a mission and like that isn't optional and it's like, okay, I'm gonna like ride out there, that's where I get a little bit frustrated yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of you have played it and beat it? Not, uh, beat not beat it. it. But, okay. I, beat, I beat it. Okay. It's an, it, <laughs> Making strongman motions. <laughs> it's enraging, but I felt like also the um, single player or the random missions did a really interesting job 
of you coming upon a situation and having no idea who was the good guy or the bad guy and having to make the snap judgments to it being a Rockstar game, who do you kill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and I have to say that I, I like John Marston as a character. I think oh, they yeah. did a really, really good job of characterizing him. His I'm voice. excited to see where he goes. His voice is amazing. Oh, yeah. I have to say, his his voice. And Bonnie, too. I like her. Hmm. Um, especially, I don't know where she's headed or if she remains important throughout the story. But um, Couldn't tell you. Okay. It's... Uh, when I first played the game and beat it, I was kind of disappointed by it. But looking back on it, it's a it's a pretty good experience. So yeah. we'll we'll talk about it. yeah yeah when I when I get a little bit further well, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you got a lot of you got a lot of game to play yeah I do, I do. yeah you got a lot of trail to ride have you have you played poker yet no I have not oh I spent like three days <laughs> being a no. rock star game the quick draw though. Did you like it? Because I didn't like it. I didn't understand how to do it the entire game. I never figured out how to do it. I would just like press every button on my controller and be like, all right, I killed him. Good. In typical wish I knew how to do that. In typical Rockstar fashion, like it's like, hey, here's like a like our tutorial is gonna consist of five second blurbs of text up here that you're never gonna see again. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the game that was worst at that um, completely tangential derailing thought? Nice. Thank you. We need more Fan- of that. Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy X. Yeah? When you're, like, traveling on the ship for the first time, mm-hmm. and, like, you're alone, and you're going to try your father's famous move, mm-hmm. there's, like, three hours of tutorial te- text that you got to wade through, and then I never saw one of the, the I failed it immediately <laughs> and I spent like a half hour and then I and then it like auto saved over my, my game and so I couldn't go back and try it again but like it's like it's like so if you see a white sphere on the right side of the screen you need to tap the opposite button but if you see a red sphere you need to and just like it yeah. went on forever and I was so psyched up for it and then I just just, epic failed just put just put a menu on the start button bitch just stop yeah uh, yeah or be like Valve, and it's like create situations where you have to learn the skill to progress in the game. You yeah, know? <laughs> aka killing the companion queue. Oh, hey, yeah, no, exactly, because that taught you to you know like later on you had to carry the the, the cubes around and stuff. I no. was gonna say it taught you to detach yourself from your emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I just I've been reading cracked articles, but I just realized the whole Glados being humanoid shaped thing. Mm-hmm. I had never you noticed that before. What do you mean? If you look at like the GLaDOS massive computer thing, it's basically shaped like a chick. Yeah, right. like hanging down from the ceiling. It's very, very effective. I didn't. I didn't even notice this. Yeah. yeah, hanging upside down or right side up? Hey, upside, upside down. down. Yeah. It's strongly under one of those weird, like, can't be unseen once you've seen it. Yeah, one the thing. Portal One design or the Portal, portal Two One. I've not played Portal Two. Both. Both. Okay. Yeah, I can say this with confidence. It's both. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it's, I'm excited. Really <laughs> I mean, just, it's it's one of those things. Yeah, the morality course. No, um, it's one of those things where I definitely feel like Red Dead in my mind was a little bit redeemed. Huh? See it? Get it? It was a little bit redeemed by Ali Noir's existence. Like it got me to go back and pay attention to it and say, right. okay, this is where that went. So, uh, is the zombie version good? That's fine. I played it. It's um, it's enjoyable for a couple cheap laughs, but. It's probably not worthwhile to play and beat the entire thing because it it wears pretty thin by the end. You're just playing it to beat it by the <coughs> rock star. 
<laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes. So number two in order. Number two in order of relevance would be um, Miles Edgeworth, Ace Investigator. Um, it is the most recent game in the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney series. Uh, remember last week when I said I was uh, all disillusioned because I have in fact played and beaten all of the best uh, um, Japanese visual novel adventure games? Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out I lied because I bought that like two years ago and then didn't beat it. No. So, <laughs> a year and a half ago, rather. Um, you it's, lie. <laughs> it's good. I like it. It's, 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 it's fun. You know, you walk around and you collect evidence and you... And you, you know, get in duels of logic with people and say, like, no, this isn't how it could have happened. It's fun. I like the characters. They're good and they're goofy. And it's, it's good. If I, had, if I had any kind of complaint, it's that it really does drag on just a little bit. But, but still, it remains interesting and funny and quirky. And, uh, you know, it does, you know, actually make you think in a way, kind of like L.A. Noir did, um, in a way that you usually don't have to think about when you're playing um, in games, which is recreating the course of events of a crime mm-hmm. um, just from you know knowing a certain number of facts about it and being able to hold you know make your own personal argument hold up against somebody else's scrutiny oh, nice yeah so that is number two in area of relevance any questions DS game fun quirky all that is yeah. that actually how Japan's legal system? <laughs> I, I can only assume yes. So <laughs> let's go with that. And number three is Cave Story. Ooh, nice! Then nice. they aren't they coming out with or came out with a 3D version? Or yeah, they're doing it on the 3DS. I haven't heard of Cave Story before. So Cave Story was a game that was developed back in uh, 2003, 2004, something like that, by one dude in Japan. His name was Pixel. <laughs> um, no, that's seriously like what he calls himself. It's his, it's his name, Pixel. It's Japan. Um, it's probably it's weird. No. <laughs> it's a side-scrolling um, Metroidvania type game. Uh, mm-hmm. Second time that word has come up, um, but it's very narrative, very cutscene-driven, and also very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I played it a little bit a couple of years ago when I first got my MacBook, um, but I decided to sit down and kind of play about an hour or so of it today because it was rainy and I didn't really feel like doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Whipped out my, my, my PC controller there um, and uh, just decided to play it. And it's fun. Um, it's really good. Um, very charming. The the, the, the the platforming is probably the best that I've played in a little bit because it's one of the few platforming games I've played recently anyway mm-hmm. that has really nared... <laughs> Japanese really nailed the, uh, the, the inertia of you know running and jumping and all of that, <laughs> it feels it feels natural. It feels a little bit like slippier than Mar- Mario does, mm-hmm. but but still like within the realm of like oh this is something that logically plays like a platformer ought to. Mm-hmm. They did uh, remake it. They put it out on um, DSiWare and also WiiWare, and they are coming out with a full 3DS retail release for it. Nice, cool. but uh, it's interesting in that it has a story that I'm interested in. Wasn't this kind of the first game that proved that indie games could actually be good? That's kind of my understanding of it. My, my, my concept of this timeline is so compressed that maybe that might be it. I mean, 2004 is really early insofar as indie games are concerned, you know, at least that are distributed for free over the sure, internet. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I said that even though you don't have to pay for something, it's still picking you up and still be good. It's the first one that I can remember playing in my game. Where, so. you, where did you hear about it? That was... Um, I was bored one day and searched, like, top free games. Yeah. And it was, like, number one on the list. Yeah. So, uh... 
Yeah, it's it was it was hugely enjoyable. I, I I beat what I thought was the final boss, and then like was like, yeah, I put the game down, and then like weeks later, I realized, well, was there more to the game than that? <laughs> and like I, I kind of thought through it, and I was like, well, maybe there was an area that I could have gone to, and I, I never actually went back and tried to finish yeah. it because my computer died. Um, so you have to tell me when you get to the end. Yeah, there are multiple endings from what I know of the game. Really? Just in having accidentally spoiled myself on certain oh. aspects. But, um, yeah. No, it's fun. I like it. And it definitely seems like a good time killer at the very least. I remember the weapons being exceptional in the game. Just like the strategy of leveling them up. Because I believe if you if you get injured, your weapon decreases in yeah. efficiency, right? Yeah. And it's you know there's there's some huge benefit beyond combat to having your weapon at the top level. Like I think one of them will actually allow you to kind of like fly, mm-hmm. as it were. Um, I forget the other ones, but so there's there's so much strategy that goes into which one you're going to level. Um, it's all, it's a leveling structure that's incredibly microcosmized, like compressed. compressed. I would say, and then like you have three like maximum micro- levels, yeah. and you just have to like <laughs> microcosmize. Like, it's like micro- much better. Yeah. And, and, like, it, it, what's what's cool about it is that it encourages you to rotate your weapons. Yeah. And you know, just if you keep with one weapon, that'll be at the max level, but that won't really benefit you as much as like get this one up to max level and switch to the other one, uh-huh. and they each have their own benefits and drawbacks. You know, so there 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 is a nice rotation. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. It's. I. When did you play this? Long time ago. Long time ago. So that's before the podcast. Was yes. Definitely okay. Okay. I was just gonna make sure because you know, you're not allowed to withhold anything from me. <laughs> <laughs> discussion portion of our show where we ask the listeners important questions and see um, if they respond to us. We have two responses tonight to the question, which was, what excited you about E3 and what disappointed you? So we're going to try and compress this as much as possible because we are going over on time. But uh, um, let's uh, let's see here. Ben. Boom. First, I have a short opinion about it. I'm usually always disappointed by E3 because... There's so many promises, and so few of them deliver. Do you guys remember the when the Wii first came out on E3? You could chop anything with the Wii. Yeah. That didn't <laughs> pan out at all. You just shake the controller, and it does the same button. Wait, yeah. wait, wait so why there's, like, Genku knives or whatever? <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever. Well, just, That's... yeah, no, it was it was unfulfilled potential. Yes. And I, do, you remember, do you remember when the Wii U was announced, and they, like, it was an iPad, but then it came out? Yeah. yeah. So, so the thing that I was most excited about was the HD remake of Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Because that means no matter what, I don't even care how good it looks, I'm going to be able to play Shadow of the Colossus on my PS3 yeah. come fall. Mm-hmm. At least until the PS4 comes out. That'll make you buy it again in <sighs> super high death. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Real death, as but I think for new branding. That was what I was most yeah. happy about. Because that's something that'll come out this year. Yeah, that's something that is tangible. It's not, like, really that far off. Yeah. You hope it'll come out this year. I guess I'm trusting them. Maybe. I shouldn't. <laughs> but I guess I <laughs> they, they have proven themselves not to be trustworthy. I, I, I don't know if there's anything that I can point out that I was super excited about. The the $250 price point for the Vita, maybe. Like, when I heard that, the honest thought in my head was, I should get one. And I am, like, not at all... Don't do it. Yeah. I'm not a movable gamer, and I'm sure there will be a, a thousand shortcomings that will prevent me from doing it. But, like, when that when that number came out, I was like, yes! Yeah, no. So that was, that was the closest I got to excitement. 
The biggest disappointment for me was how much time got spent on these stupid peripherals. The motion like, control? Motion control. Come on, man. That was last year. And we saw that that sucked <laughs> and didn't pan out. And the, the, they're still beating it. In for a penny, in for a pound. You can only get so wet. It's true. Tennis, you know? And they already soak it. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, in, in, in relation to that, we have Dan on Facebook who says, uh, excited about Vita being cheaper than expected. Also about Mod Nation and Uncharted on the Vita looking really <laughs> good, which I can agree on. You know, it's, it's cool. I'm disappointed everything Wii U. He says, really, Nintendo? Look <laughs> up, quote, Logitech PS2 keyboard controller. It's about the same size and the most uncomfortable thing in the world. Do you guys know what that thing is? It's the uh, the keyboard controller. Yeah, like it's. Like, <laughs> do, you see, do you see my Eclipse on there? Yeah, it's like that, except it has like PS2 stuff on the side of it. Right. So, so PPS, if you use anything aside from a side tech Eclipse, your opinion does not matter to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Damn, hit that old alienation button. Yeah, we have we have we have we haven't uh, hit that hammer for a while. Yeah. So. <laughs> David, what up? Um, the PS, whatever, the PS, DS, um... <laughs> Two different things, continue. Really? Is it? Um, anyways, um, I don't know, I was, that's kind of disappointing to me. I actually own a PSP with one game on it. They never made anything worth playing for it, so I played it for literally, like, two hours. Oh, which, you did which game? Un- Untold, Untold Legends, right? Yeah, that's okay. the only game I actually own. Did you ever play the Metal Gear Solid game that they made for it? It's supposed to be pretty good. It was kind of too late or too late. <laughs> like, I mean, do you still have a PSP? Yeah, I might have to dig out some. Checks it out. It's like yeah. fifteen yeah. bucks. Um, the other thing that disappointed me, and maybe this is me being like all naive, is I never realized before how unbelievably just markety it was. Like watching the PS. Um, the Sony um, presentation where it was just all these trivial like Sony is the best platform we'll give you this completely irrelevant thing for free synergize yeah that that just struck me as a little disappointing it's something that they've gotten better about you know the the in the in the past especially before they realized that this was more a show for the public than it was for industry you know it's, it's a trade show so they, they need to kind of get up there and show bar graphs about their sales numbers and talk about the future of the brand and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was better this year because, you know, I, you know, at least watched live blogs of, of, of each and every press conference and there was very little sales posturing at yeah, least this year. It just struck me as being, I don't know. I felt like I didn't really learn anything about their new games so much as it was just fodder for fanboys. I guess. Woo! I, <laughs> I said the fanboy. No. Um. In terms of what excited me, um, <laughs> definitely, um, I'd have to go with the um, new Tomb Raider. I mean, the random, um, you know, punctured lungs and um, broken ribs. I mean. That's exciting to me. You had to, I mean, you had, you had to go and steal my thunder. Uh, well, I mean, you know, going back to the whole, like, disturbing ana- uh, <laughs> anime horror, but, you know, like, she's getting no. horribly maimed. And, no, oh, man. no, okay. No, like, I, no, I no, thought no, that was looks, interesting. Yeah, it, no. was, it was the only one that really made an impact, which I think is interesting, just the degree to which something that's actually fairly obvious, which is... Let's actually have our hero not be 
you know, made of steel, mm-hmm. is able to generate an emotional response. Yeah. yeah, I'll let you talk about it, and then I have a comment about about Tomb Raider. But okay, cool. You get to it I was gonna say you should read that, and yeah. then you can explain to me what this new thing is. Okay, yeah. it. <laughs> it's not it's not a misogyny simulator. Don't worry. No, <laughs> this is Christina on Facebook saying Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City really excited me. Um, I mean, you can kill Leon, for Christ's sake. And sadly, <laughs> Fable the Journey disappointed me because it's Connect exclusive and I'm lazy. No, like Fable, like that was, I think, their biggest like salvo vis-a-vis the Connect issue being hardcore. Mm. It's Fable the Journey, like it was them. They came out and it really seemed like they were saying it in earnest. Like, hey, this is something that isn't, you know, Star Wars or Lego, but, you know, you can do it with your Connect. And it was just, it really kind of fell flat. So that would be... A bit of a disappointment, but I have to say, of the Resident Evil that they showed, Raccoon City kind of looked the neatest. But that was just me. Nice. Um, okay, so continuing on to this, I was going to say that my biggest you know, surprise slash excitement was that Microsoft's press conference really did take Tomb Raider from being a, eh, maybe, to like a, hmm, yeah, possibly, definitely. To, to my mind, just because the presentation did look as good um, as it did. They basically showed, like, I think the first like five minutes of the game, which uh-huh. was Lara Croft, like, shipwrecked, looking into a cave and falling down into, like, crazy travel death trap, like, being, like, just suffering this grievous industry, you know, in, in injury, like, you know, being impaled on something and then pulling herself off, and then just her trying to navigate these caves as, like, death traps were flying off, and her, like, not knowing what she was doing with it. Just trying to get to light. Just trying, just trying to get to light, yeah, yeah. just always having light taken away. First of all, it looked visually amazing, and yeah, there was a visceral response, because there was some combination of words or sounds or light or imagery that made you really kind of like affected like oh gosh that looks terrible mm-hmm. that is definitely infected yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and it looks really cool I also feel like it kind of had um, not to beat on a established franchise but the kind of the Grand Theft Auto 4 effect where it's like wow you guys actually made a game with redeeming qualities <laughs> as opposed to just randomly being about sex yeah. yeah, here's here's what got me about you use the term visceral and everyone uses that term. Um, I would I would say what made it so much that way mm-hmm. is that at that point in the game, or at, at that point, basically she's she's tied up, she falls down towards a big pointy thing, mm-hmm. and at that point in every other game in existence, there's a quick time event. And this is like this happens, and they Deal. even they even went so far as if you if you watch it as she's falling, they do that like ringing like time slows down a little bit, and you hear the little ring, and you're like, and yeah. you're like, oh, gonna hit the button, and you realize at some point in there, nope, she's gonna hit it, <laughs> and just to 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 be so programmed to, oh, I will avoid the little thing, yeah, you know, and Me then too. to have it just bam right into her side. Yeah. was completely shocking for me. My grandpa always said, I never understood until I saw this, but can't do nothing about gravity, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no, I'll defend my use of visceral in that because that spear does go through her guts. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's more evisceral. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> if yeah. I can make up a word. No, that was neat. I'm excited about it. I really yeah. am. I hope that it does come out this year because yeah, that might be a sleeper, kind of a, a sleeper hit, mm-hmm. you know. And the trailer was just top notch. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it looks it looks very good. As far as disappointment goes, I mean, just in general, with the way, just with the 
show itself, I guess, and with <laughs> with the way just that he overarching, thing that supported, just like an overarching, just just in that I saw a lot of stuff that was kind of the same. There's a game coming out called Space Marine for Christ's sake. <laughs> and granted, it's a Warhammer game, and one of the factions in Warhammer is is, is Space oh, okay. Marines. But 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 just I, I, I don't know. I don't like the. I, I feel increasingly like these big events. There's not a lot there for me. In that they are talking about connect, which is you know neat. That can coexist, and that can be for the families. And they're talking a lot about. I mean, the Xbox press conference for as you know, for as you know, denigrated as it is for focusing on connect. You also had Modern Warfare. You also had Gears of War. You had these things that I probably will not play because they're not yeah. for me because they're because they're gray and brown. Uh, you know, shooters. It just it's just it just like it's increasingly difficult for me to find. Um, anything to be excited about in the main big press events. You know, Tomb Raider almost seems like an anomaly in that because it isn't, you know, hyper machismo. And I have to say that a lot of this kind of goes back to the fact that Duke Nukem Forever is a thing that exists, and that is still... Uh, is that out yet? Yeah, 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 yeah it just so, came out this week. Um, well... And, and I just have to say, the fact that that... That game is coming out as a sheer exercise of cynicism. This has nothing to do with E3, except for the fact that there are people who are going to buy that, and those are the same people that the majority of these companies are trying to market their shit to. Yeah. And and to me, it's just kind of like, just realize, I I'm not saying this from a point of superiority, but I am so far to the left of that field that I don't, I don't know if... I can see that. Whereas the most exciting stuff I'm seeing is happening on the fringes. Yeah. Yeah. So E3 yeah. for you is in the booths, not on the stage. It's probably, yeah. I, I, I would say so. Nice. I just felt like every game I care about is third party, and I got. And maybe this was why I was saying with the marketing thing, I got tired of the companies trying to tell why the third party game is going to be better on their system <laughs> when it's all exactly the same. Yeah. I don't know. We're ending on quite a disappointing. We're, we're ending on a disappointing <laughs> now, and I have to say just that like a lot what? of it. it just, just <laughs> no, just like we started with the, with the Wii U stuff. I saw that that enchanted me. I was, I was, I was delighted by what Nintendo came out and and said. But those harsh realities that happened really forced me to reevaluate a lot of what was a lot of what was said. I gotta say though, I mean, this is kind of your your midstream E three, right? Everyone. Hey, we all right. New console, but it's no, you know they're kind of off in the corner doing their own thing. Yeah. But for for the other systems, you're right in the middle of your product life cycle. It's people are uh, ten, like, ten years ago there would have already been another product out. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's and that's cool that people are just now learning how to max out the power that these systems have. But at the same yeah, time, it's it's kind of uh, I, we we did our whole motion control thing last year, which was hype about nothing. And this year, yeah, it's. It's another standard video game year. Mm. You know, an, an SVD. I have to say... Dang it! Can't spell. Yeah. I have to say, I'm so shocked by... I... I was being an engineer while the, um... The, um... Uh, Kinect came out. Mm -hmm. And within electrical engineering, um... The Kinect was really, really cool because as a technological marvel, it's amazing. Yeah. So it's still very surreal for me, like, coming up from actually having a life again <laughs> and being like, wait a minute, no one cares about the Kinect. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know, it's still very weird for me, because, like, I'm used to the Kinect being, like, this amazing technological marvel, and it's like, but wait, they forgot to make good games for it. But wait, it plugs into a, into a video game system, and there are no video games for it. Dang it. Hmm. Kind of like the PSP. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's, there, there, there are no. silver linings. Yeah, I mean, there, there are plenty of good games that are coming out. And Arkham City? Arkham City, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm actually disappointed that we didn't see more of that. That's fine. I mean, that's one of the... Okay, yeah. I plug, up, plug up the hype. You plug plug it up, plug it up, that's fine. Same thing with Bioshock Infinite. I hear that looked amazing, but I completely blocked it out. <laughs> you know, so... There's my, good stuff. My takeaway message is that game com- or Well, Sony, Microsoft, etc. should make good consoles, and everyone else should make good games and keep those separate. Reese's situation, there we go. <laughs> Seems like a good plan. Yeah. Not gonna work though. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. Yeah. Button it up. Yeah. Put a cap on it. Okay, let's put a cap on. Let's put a button cap on it. Oh, unbutton and button it up. Huh. See? Huh. Oh. It just clicks. All right, I got there. Three hours later, <laughs> I learned something today. Well, folks, that was episode number 118 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This. We're going to do the wrap-up as quickly as possible to see more episodes of our show, or hear them, rather. You can go to duckfeed.tv. That is the amalgamated brand under which all of my podcasts now live. Go there, check it out, listen to some good stuff. We have some exciting things happening down the line. It's going to be fun. Uh, You can also check out our iTunes listing from there. Uh, You can leave us a nice review. You can subscribe to us. That's the chief way that this is distributed, but there's other stuff that you can do, too. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at Cole Ross. That's Cole with a K R O S S. Um, and then we're talking about Ben. You are? I'm at Merkelizer. Dennis. I'm at D Furia. And you are not on Twitter. I'm are not you? cool enough to have a Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Oh, and uh, from there you can also send the show an email at donttreeriddle at duckfeed.tv if you have um, something you want to say to be a part of the discussion. You don't have to just respond to the discussion questions. You can ask us uh, what we think about something, something that we're not thinking, and also voice your questions and concerns through that. So for relationship relationship advice, just like uh, Rebel FM does. Let's take a crack at it. Yeah, Yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah, if you're having trouble in your day to day life, just let us know, and we'll and we'll tell you what to do. Sure, sure. Yeah. So from a point of superiority, this has been DTR. My name is Cole Ross. My name is Ben Merkel. Dennis Furia. David Meisman. And um, let us solve your life problems. 